I was sitting at the head of the table. Anne was sitting at the foot. Anne's two sons, Billy and Dan, sat on either side. The occasion was a small celebration. A grammar school teacher, Anne, had just learned that tomorrow a TV crew would film her fourth graders as they painted a mural on a playground wall. So we were celebrating with a rack of lamb for Anne, spaghetti for Billy, macaroni and cheese for Dan, and pound cake for me. It was a family-style scene, evoking family-style memories. And during the meal, I'd constantly found my thoughts wandering back into the past, the distant past and the recent past. I'd been divorced for more than ten years. Anne had been divorced for two years. I'd met her a little less than a year ago, when Dan, her teenage son, had been a witness to murder briefly a suspect. I'd been looking for Dan when I'd first seen Anne. I'd been standing on her front porch when she'd opened the door. In my left hand, I'd held my badge. My right hand had been free, ready to draw my revolver. Teenagers, I'd learned, could be dangerous. When Anne saw the badge, she'd taken a quick, involuntary step backward at the same time raising one hand to her mouth in the classic gesture of a woman distressed. She'd been wearing blue jeans and an old turtleneck sweater. Her thick, tawny hair had been loose around her shoulders. Her feet had been bare, five toes with pink-painted toenails peeping from beneath denims that dragged on the floor. Her eyes had been wide, mutely searching mine. Even in that first moment, I'd sensed something unique about her, something special for me. Without her shoes, dressed in her old sweater and faded jeans, she'd seemed very vulnerable, a small, slim woman, deeply troubled. In her hushed, wide-eyed anxiety for her child, she'd seemed especially feminine, especially appealing. Looking down at her toes, I decided that she was slightly pigeon-toed. Later, I discovered that I'd been wrong. Now, dressed in a beige silk blouse that accented her hair, sitting at the foot of a polished pine table that had been in her family for three generations, Anne seemed very assured and still very appealing. She reached for her wine glass, smiled at me, and lifted the glass in a silent toast. As she drank, her gray eyes regarded me with grave good humor. About the time I discovered that she wasn't pigeon-toed, I'd also discovered the intriguing difference between Anne's public and private personalities. With strangers, she was often remote, reserved. With her friends, though, she shared a private warmth and quiet sense of pixie-lit humor. Making love, she could be bold, playfully bawdy even. Noisily swallowing a huge bite of lamb, Billy turned to me. At age eleven, he was a quick-thinking, quick-talking extrovert with a lively imagination and a vivid sense of himself. When I'm sixteen, 
he announced. I'm going to learn how to fly an airplane. That's all you have to be, just 16. Then, after I get out of college, I'm going to be an aeronautical engineer. They design airplanes. Oh, God. Dan, 17, raised his eyes to the ceiling.